Okay, so today I am with intuitive astrologer and psychic medium, Lindsay. She's beautiful. I hope that you guys all are really excited to hear from her because she's just really amazing and very, very gifted, very, very gifted. And I feel like we get each other very well because we're both (laughs) a part of this kind of, um, we're drawn to kind of a very similar area, which is of course the universe, but not in like the universe is in like, oh, manifestation is in like aliens and all those, all that comes with that all the high dimensional, all that stuff. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to coming on and just hanging out and talking with you. <laughs> I love that. I love when we can just hang out because I feel like every time we have hung up in the past, it's just been a nice little chat about like all this yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. We can actually talk about our alien stuff, dimensional <laughs> stuff, like just everything that you can't typically talk to with just anyone. There's like a very small handful of people I can talk to about this stuff. So it's always fun and always interesting. It is always interesting. And I also, I was going to name this podcast like two aliens chatting because I just feel like that's primo for us. <laughs> so it, it's great. Anyway, just quickly for us, do you want to introduce yourself? Like, what do you do? How did you come to do it? Anything that you just like want to come through with, come at us with. All right. Okay. Well, uh, so yeah, I'm an attuned astrologer, intuitive astrologer. And so the reason I call it that, I guess, is just because I like to convey astrology in a very intuitive, easy to understand way, just kind of intuitively turning in, tuning into the energies of a birth chart. And it's interesting because even in my own birth chart, Gemini or my Jupiter is in Gemini. So that's a natural gift and talent I have to translate energy. And that's what astrology is. It's a cosmic energetic language. And that's what I do. I just translate energy. Um, I've been into astrology for ever since I was a teenager. My grandma introduced me to it. Um, and I just like understanding people. I like to understand what makes people work. I love psychology. I just love what makes people tick. <laughs> like, I like to understand anything and just anything that I've always also been drawn to the stars. And so it's like to know that that was combined, that like people are infused with the energy of the cosmos that just like blew my mind and I can't get enough of it. So ever since, I don't know, I want to say since I was 12, I've just been super into it. And from there, um, it was like the more I understood my chart, the more I understood my gifts and um, just totally dove into it and it's like the more you awaken to yourself and your potential it just opens doors for you and that's what I feel like that's what happened like mediumship abilities that I've always had just got stronger um aliens starting to like (laughs) push their way in it's interesting yeah like I they weren't on my radar at all until they kind of just made themselves known to me like um yeah during so randomly i'll just astral project and i haven't been able to like get it down to where i can just like do it on my own oh really but, oh, yeah you're in for some fun when you get that one down let me tell oh you my gosh, i can't wait i'll be like <laughs> that's what i'll do all the time because i'm so i'm such a seeker i've got my mars and venus in the ninth house and I can't like, it's insatiable. That's Mm. all I do is want to experience and learn and expand and kind of like explore. Yes. Explore. And it's Mm. like, the more you do that, the more you realize, you know, nothing. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. 
my favorite. So literally, and just like a little PSA, I have actually had a birth chart reading with Lindsay and she is incredible. I will a hundred percent say that she's incredible. She's very, um, very thorough as well. Like this is not a bad thing. It's just, you know how sometimes I've been to astrologers who kind of like go to specific points that are interesting. Lindsay doesn't do that. She's like, mm, this is what it is. Let's tell you everything. And I love that about her. <laughs> She's like, let's get this stuff done, which is I'm sure down to something in your chart. Um, <laughs> and she's brilliant. So I would definitely like recommend hundred percent. Um, but she's a lot more than that. And as you just said, you know, you're more, um, I love that you use astrology because it's like you can look at anything astro- uh, like astrological. And I've actually heard astrologers who are kind of anti this, but I've always seen it really positively in the experiences that I've had with astrology where they don't want the birth chart to be read intuitively. But I loved when you did my reading that you were like, like when you were telling me, I'll never forget this, or I just remember it. My son is in the third house. So that's the Gemini house, but my son is in Sagittarius. It was like the mesh of like Gemini and Sag and the way that you said and like Gemini feels and like oh it was really it was just yeah. a really cool approach to astrology so it was awesome yes I just love it and I like to learn from every astrologer too like I feel like even the most person that's like just new to it everyone has their own perspective and the way that they look at and interpret things and so I just love to learn from everyone <laughs> like yeah. that insatiable secret in me I feel like everyone has something to teach you and so yeah, I just like to, I always do things my own way, <laughs> whatever feels right. It's the alien in you. Yes. And it's like anything I do, I do it full throttle, very intense, very wholehearted. It's like all or nothing. And so, yeah. And I have to be passionate about something to go that hard. And astrology mm-hmm. is just one of my biggest passions. I just love it so much. I know it's it's amazing and I I love how you said and I've always said this as well so like <laughs> go us um that the more you know you <laughs> you more you know yourself the more that the possibilities become endless and I think that astrology can give you that same as like numerology can give it to you as well don't get me wrong there's a lot of different avenues but astrology is a great one and like I'm not even an astrologer but like I find myself like observing everyone and be like mm, that's why they're a Taurus <laughs> that's why they're a Gemini <laughs> so I love it that's exactly what I do all the time like I'll be watching a show or just like analyzing people maybe that's creepy I don't know it's not I do that with the stars even though I don't even care about celebrities I'm like not a celebrity (laughs) worship but I'll be watching something but you know they they have like a Leo vibe (laughs) Leo Leo stellium And my husband's gotten to the point where he like understands what I mean. I'm like, oh, he's such a Scorpio. Like, there's no way he's not a Scorpio. And he's like, oh yeah, I can totally see that. I know. It is. It, isn't your husband a Scorpio? Is this my like imagination? He has like a lot of Scorpio energy, which I love. Yeah, because you're a Plutonian, so correct? Yes, I'm extru- yeah, very much so. And so is he. And he's he's a Libra, Gemini, Moon, Capricorn rising, but. Okay um yeah venus and scorpio right next to pluto so mm, it's it's a, it's a it's strong i love it i'm i love a scorpio and a thing to do with any scorpio and that's why Lindsay's actually i'm gonna try and remember your chart i'm not sure i'm gonna do a good job but i'm gonna try <laughs> cancer sun yes, definitely so. scorpio rising mm-hmm. the moon libra yes libra moon oh, yeah it's 29 degrees libra too like if i was born i think like a half hour later i have a scorpio moon Oh, God bless. And that would have been a lot. <laughs> that would have been way too much. I'm so grateful that it's like right there in Libra. Hmm. 
so being a Scorpio rising, that's ruled by Pluto. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I have Pluto right on my ascendant too. So it's like very Plutonian for sure. Mm, I love that. I think Pluto is a great planet. But the thing is, it's not a planet anymore. So I'm like, mm, how does it fit in? <laughs> you know what? I'm like, I don't care. No. <laughs> it's, it's so powerful and has such a dramatic influence that it's like, I don't care what you call it. It's, it's powerful. And um, like America right now, they're going through their Pluto return and it's so yeah. obvious. Like you yeah. can't say Pluto isn't a thing when you look at that. It's so fascinating. How do you like, sorry, just, this is also like a bit of a personal query, but how do you tell when a country is going through its return? Cause I'm wondering what is going on in Australia because it's really screwed up over here. Can I just say like really <laughs> yeah, screwed up? Yeah. So like anything has a chart to it, like mm -hmm. the birth of a country, it has a chart. The birth of okay. your business has a chart, the birth of like any event like Chernobyl, when that blew, mm. I love to study even that chart because we have the time down to the very second. And yeah, blew. they do. They do, definitely. Yeah. And it's horrific. one of the most fascinating charts I've ever seen. But, oh, um, really? Yeah, it's so cool. Why? <laughs> Can I ask why? Because <laughs> it's so chaotic, just like what happened. And it's like, you'd have to watch, like I watched the series about Chernobyl and all that went down, like, uh, yeah, there's so much to it, but it's, um, it was a political it's just, mess. <laughs> yeah, just to, sure. to say the least. <laughs> yeah. It was just, um, like, even when you look at the chart, the lines and the angles are all over the place and it, you can just totally feel the energy of that time mm -hmm. in the cosmos. And like the, the fact that it happened to blow at that time, you can just totally see that energetic imprint with that happening. It's so cool. But yeah, with countries, um, the birth of the country has a birth chart. So you can go, you can look at it, it has a, a solar return. So every year you can see the energy of what's going on in the country. So you can see uh, the fact that Pluto is coming back to a place that was the year America was born, USA. And so, yeah, it takes 248 years for Pluto to make its way all the way around the sun. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we're right there. America it's just back. had its 244th birthday. So the next four years are, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. We're not done yet with all the, the stuff. With all the, the good thing about Pluto though, is that um, it's essentially, as far as I know, and I'm no expert, so feel free to correct me. Um, it's a very transforming planet. It's, it's, you know, it represents Scorpio obviously. And it, um, is all about transformation. And I, that doesn't just need to happen in the U S that's been needing to happen in the world on a really large Everything. scale. Yeah. So I don't see that as a bad thing, even though I know it's going to bring chaos, but it, we do need to, we, some significant stuff needs to change. You know, black lives matter is one example, all of this stuff, it, it all needs to yeah, change. Yeah. There really does need to be the significant change and up leveling and just mm -hmm. kind of like removing what is yucky, which is, you know, a lot of a hidden lot. <laughs> bringing it to light and doing away with it, like bring it to justice. And um, it's very transforming in the best of ways, like this Phoenix rising from the ashes. So I definitely see it as a good thing to feel. And that's why Pluto is one of my favorite planets, but mm. a lot of people can't deal. <laughs> and <laughs> I understand just right why. in there. You're like in the transformation. And I see it just as a Scorpio moon. And I also have like a Scorpio Venus. So I have a couple, but I'm like, yeah where some of my friends th do not thrive off like, you know, especially like my 
Aries moon friends or like my Libra moon friend, which you're not like, obviously. Um, but they don't thrive off like not chaos, but like off transformation. Like I'm in the middle of transformation. I'll be like, I don't love this, of course, but like I'm also thriving. (laughs) It's an energy. Yeah. It's very resilient and it's like big picture mind too. Um, that can really like handle the heaviness of things because it knows that at the, the light at the end of the tunnel is so worth it. Mm, I 100% get it. It's interesting. I was just thinking about the other day just for my inane questions. Um, but I was, just, <laughs> I was just thinking the other day, this is going to be a really stupid question. Are you ready? I love any questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's about astrology. I was thinking, okay, so earth, so you know how like Pluto represents Scorpio and Sag is represented by Jupiter, Venus is Libra, etc. Well, I was like, what does Earth represent? Which apparently is nothing. But if we lived on Mars, what would like would Mars represent nothing and Earth represent Aries? Like how like, just that's a stupid question, no. but I was thinking about that. <laughs> I always think about that. And like um I was listening to something really out there, but really interesting about um colonies on mars, mars right? yeah i've heard them and i was like what would someone's birth chart be like there mm. like what, what would it, it be like yeah like what would earth's influence be like to them like what mars is to us i know I yeah i know I, I was wondering i was like because the way that we're going essentially even if there isn't you know it depends what you want to believe um but like i think oh like aries especially is such a fierce fierce placement and yeah. i always felt like if earth had to be anything she'd have to be like a taurus i don't know why <laughs> yeah that is such taurus yeah for sure <laughs> taurus energy like, whereas, yeah um each of the earth signs do like you know taurus is ruled by venus too virgo mercury and um capricorn saturn so it's like there is that, but yeah, what does earth represent to us? I have, I really don't know. I think about that all the time and I'm like, maybe it's just like our humanness, our groundedness. Um, Going back to like ancient Greek mythology and like ancient Roman terra, or I don't know what it is actually in Juno. No, not Juno, but I would think that like, it would be about like our human humanity and our groundedness. I don't know. I think you're on the right track there. I have no idea, but I was just thinking about it last week. And one of my friends who's like a big astro ho was like, it doesn't represent anything. That's such a stupid question. I was like, no, <laughs> if we're thinking about eventually expanding the human race, as you know, people have been talking about for a while, that's a question that you've got to ask as an astrologer. How is it all going to change if then children start being born on other planets, you know, eventually in this end plan of colonizing somewhere like Mars or if it's been on the books, it's really interesting because I feel like, oh, would they be like automatically just have big Aries of energy? Like, which... Really though. Yeah. I think about that all the time because um, this is what I do. Like with intuitive astrology, I, I feel like I'm, I tune into the energy of a planet. Every planet has its energy. It's like a living being just like earth. And it's an energy you can tune into and to like channel and translate. And um, yeah, I think about, I don't think that's a stupid thing at all. And if it Thank is, you. I don't know. I think about it. I think about it all the time too. But I do think that like, even if you think about like Star Trek, like my husband watches star trek all the time right now like he's been watching it all and it's like 
certain alien races that come from certain planets, they're a lot more hostile, right? Like having this Aries warrior energy. And I was like, yeah, I think that would be a thing. Like, I do think that they would have the strong, like Martian aggressiveness, warrior energy. Mm. And it's really, yeah, that's interesting because even like going into just more like us now, alien knowledge, when I do look at certain universes and certain uh, other beings that I have come into contact with, they do tend to have very unique sort of energies. And we've got to say that coming from our current solar system, which is obviously called the Milky Way traditionally, I don't know what it's called in other, in other <laughs> galaxies, um, but to us it is called the Milky Way. And, you know, like talking, especially connected with the Pleiadians and the Pleiades have always had to me, like not everyone in the Pleiades is higher dimension, don't get me wrong. That's just not the case anywhere because it's a growth spectrum, obviously, um, which yeah. we see is very apparent. Pleiades has always had a very gentle energy to me. Orion, which I actually half come from Orion, so I'm no, I'm no, I had no issue with Orion energy, yeah. but it is a bit more dualistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have both the good and the bad. Um, which is also, I find like, sorry, just to talk about myself for a second, um, (laughs) your interest, but it's also why I find that I can be such a good shadow worker because I can see the duality in everything. I look at something and I look at someone, even when I was really into true crime, not that I found like the good things about serial killers. Don't get me wrong. They did the wrong thing. They needed to go to jail. Like it's horrific. But I was like, I was more prepared than some people to go, Oh my God, but look at their childhood. Look at the, yeah, abuse. Like what look at how, yeah, what, like what, why did we expect them to turn into anything else? You know, traumatized children, you know, they always say hurt people, hurt people. Exactly. Okay. So you are Libra rising. So you've got Libra, I've got Libra, and then we've got our Scorpio, which is that like shadow work, right? And then the Libra is being able to see both sides of things and to look at all angles and have that like powerful empathy and understanding or an air sign kind of way, which can kind of look at things objectively from a distance and observe it and be like, yeah, I can understand where they're coming from or what happened there. And like I always say, like people, <laughs> there's just a super loud go-kart. <laughs> Don't stress. I love it. It's, it's, it's personality. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's, I think about that all the time. And that's another thing of why I love astrology is I want to learn what makes people tick. And, you know, I've noticed this, like Charles Manson, he's a good example of that. Like this, he's known as this like serial killer that didn't actually kill anyone. Uh, Mm. Everyone knows Charlie Manson, right? And he's got he was a cult leader, correct? Yeah, I'm not American, but I do, I do know him. But like, all I know is I feel like he was the one who sent people to murder Sharon Tate, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm thinking of the right person. Just double checking. <laughs> yeah. I learned so many interesting things about that, by the way, like something to do with CIA and his connection with that. But mm-hmm. um, he's got such a beautiful birth chart. So it's like he, like everyone is born with his potential and it can go either light or dark depending on what they're raised in and what, um, just what, what they're, they're influenced by. Yeah. 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 So I relate so hard to that too. Like no. just. I, Maybe you come from Orion it. too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I totally Maybe we hung up in Orion. No, but it's because like what you just said about that balance between the Scorpio and the Libra, that is literally Orion. Like whenever I've gone there, I actually don't really remember like consciously my experiences as much there, but I did like 
start like as a star seed, I have been there a lot and started there because it's a very dualistic place in terms of <clears throat> being able to see that awesome good, but also like the darkest sides of people. And I always say like a lot of people ask me, and I don't know if you get the same question, like, are there evil spirits? Are there like negative energies? I'm like, of course there are. Of course, yeah. with the light I- comes the negative. Yeah. Um, but I don't like to refer to them as evil. I like to refer to them as lost and sad mm. and traumatized. And I don't know, that's just me, but I always feel like, yeah, that you, that's maybe the Scorpio again talking both of us, but we're like, okay, I want to understand you, understand how you transformed and evolved into this and understand also how, how we can avoid this again, you know. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's often a personal journey that we can't interfere with. Yes, exactly. I just love that so much. And I was just talking with someone yesterday about my Orion connections. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, like, I've always been drawn, even when I was a kid, I'd look yeah, for those tell. three stars in the sky. The, oh, Orion's belt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I was obsessed. look for that. And I would just stare at it forever. And, like, even still, like, I only see that where I'm at um, in the winter. And I just would go out with my coat and just, like, stare at it forever mm. and I've always felt that connection and there's so many weird synchronicities I have with that and the pyramids and how that Orion's belt lines up with them but yeah I feel that and you don't truly know light without the dark you have to like experience that and I feel like some of the most beautiful spirits and souls they have experienced it like they truly know grace and light because I've truly known darkness mm. uh, and you see that in anyone like some of my favorite people that just uh, I'm in awe of, like when I just have a conversation with them, they have such a light to them is people that have gone through some stuff and that have done some big stuff Mm -hmm. and not just like stuff that's happened to them, stuff that they've participated in. Like some of the best healers I know were once like drug addicts or like, and I'm not talking about like the occasion, like really drug addicts who just hit bottom or, you know, people who have been the perpetrator in bad situations. And it's like this incredible level of transformation that you can't, you can know about and you can empathize with like, you know, the empathy or an empath, definitely a thing, but you, you can't know that unless you've experienced that. And that's, it's, it's not something everyone wants to do. Cause I don't know about you, but that, that sort of level of transformation, even with my desire towards it, it's preferable not to go through that. <laughs> Anyone's, <Yeah. laughs> but it, it really, creates light you're 100 percent right mm-hmm. yeah and that's something i keep dreaming about like uh, since the beginning of the year i keep having these dreams of like yeah, your dreams are crazy accurate <laughs> i yeah that's 12th house moon for sure and it's um interacting with uranus so they are very prophetic but i it's almost like my dream world is just like i'm dimension traveling and time traveling and it just it's a whole other reality. So like there's that theme of light and dark and knowledge, like that's so tied into knowledge the whole spectrum of knowledge. And that if you don't look at the other side and keep your mind open to all things, you keep yourself really closed off. Yeah. It's just cool. Cause you like, I can see it playing out right now. There's such like this spiritual battle going on in light and dark and that there's so much in between too. There is, there is. There's kind of also like in the collective, because there's a lot that goes on that, you know, we, we half know, we don't know, we're not sure about, but there's also a lot that we see. And especially this 
all like wokeness and like this ongoing thing of like, I know the truth. And it's like, mm, no one is good or bad. No one knows perfectly. We all just need to respect each other a bit more and allow ourselves to not let our beliefs divide us because that's essentially what they can and do do. So you're hundred percent right. And it's really interesting, you know, working with other dimensions. And I'm sure the thing is like, just to assert, because I feel like people don't know this, everyone dimensionally travels in their sleep because when you yeah when you sleep you go into the fourth dimension and the fourth dimension is not a physical um does not have a physical grounding in any way it is completely um it's almost like the way that i would describe it and i don't know if you can you have a better or a different way of describing it is it's almost like you go into like a dream freeway or like a spirit freeway where you're just like, mm, I'm going to go to Mars for the night. I'm going to go to Orion. I'm going to go into the eighth dimension. Like it's like a free for all where you can just go anywhere. And something that's really powerful that I've found, and I don't know if you do, cause you are trying, as you said, or going towards astral projection, doing it consciously is I usually set an intention of where I want to go before I go to sleep. So the big one I do is I've been going to the Pleiadian healing ships a lot recently because the energy on earth has been so heavy that I've needed that extra healing and love. So I've been going there and just being like, heal me <laughs> and I, heal me. <laughs> and it's been fantastic. I'm not going to lie. They come and they're like, you're back. Come on, Mary Louisa. We, we've got you. <laughs> I love yeah. I've had experiences where they've come to me, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I've tried that, like uh, just kind of setting an attention before I go to sleep. Um, but yeah, the times when I have like left, it's when I'm awake still. And it's so like, it scares the, oh. Yeah, it's a weird it's feeling, so isn't it? Because yeah. yes. it's like your whole body vibrates so fast that it's loud in your ears. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're out, you're like somewhere else. Uh, at least that's been my experience. I've like, that's happened. And I've been way above my house looking down and just like in complete shock. Cause it was like, I mean, you're full, you're fully conscious in that, that that's you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like th- this is, whoa. <laughs> and then um, having that experience of being on some ship. And that was like my first experience. I like, I thought, Tell us yeah, about that. If, if, if you're okay, yeah. tell us. What was it like? Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I always figured aliens were real. Like, I, they, I didn't really give them much thought. I was just like, yeah, I'm sure they are. Like, it'd be dumb to think. Oh, in this ever-expanding, huge universe that we can't even comprehend, but how big is it? How arrogant are we to think we're the only life force out there? Come on. Exactly. Yeah. But it was like, I never, I was just like, yeah, that's interesting. But that's like the end of that. And this one night that happened where it was like. That was so not the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Keep going. Sorry to interrupt. And so I just uh, was out of my body and all of a sudden I was on this place and I'm looking to my left there's this massive mirror and I'm looking out at space and there's this beautiful pink nebula cloud and I'm just like completely in awe of what I'm seeing and I start to like recognize okay whoa like where am I (laughs) and so I start to look around and I can tell you that like even the air on the ship was so clean. Like I remember just breathing and being like, holy shit, this is some, like clean air. <laughs> this is unlike anything. Like, this is electrolyzed. So, yeah. Like it felt, uh, 
it was so sterile and um just looking around i could see the metal was like this um i don't even know like this gun metal just this dark i don't I don't even, it's hard to even like. Probably not a human metal. Yeah. (laughs) I'm guessing it's not, it's not because we got to remember that our resources are going to be different to any planet. It's not just like another dimension or another galaxy. Like how's it going to be different to Venus, which is the planet next over. Yeah. It was just, so yeah, just seeing like everything and then there's gold, but also this like silverish gray metal and I'm just looking around and um, as I keep turning, I can feel something, you know, like you can feel something coming towards you. And I turn and there's like three stairs, like some steps and this being that's tall, like as tall as my ceilings, probably at least 10 no, feet No, they're tall. very tall. Every time I have extraterrestrials in my room, they don't fit in my house ever. It's so, mm-hmm. yeah, this huge being. And he had really... He, I say he, like I always say he because it just, I don't know, felt like We're slaves to the patriarchy. It's hard. No, it was a he. Yeah, I get it. Don't worry. We're all clowns in the circus. These super long arms. His neck was like longer than usual. Mm -hmm. And I just turned and saw him like walking towards me and like jumping. Like I was like, holy shit. Like I was not (laughs) expecting to see that. And when I got to his face, like I didn't see, like, I don't know if he was wearing a helmet, but even his, what he was wearing, it was a similar color. So like there was this gold and just kind of like maybe a blackness over the face. I didn't totally get a total, like perfect look at the face, but it was like, as soon as I like tensed up and it was like, holy shit, what the hell is that? It was like, I was right back in my body. That was my first experience. I didn't sleep the rest of the night. I was like, no, I don't. do not want that to happen again. What the hell was that? And I like, I was so nervous to tell anybody about it. Cause it was like, I know that happened. What the hell was that? Am I crazy? I told my husband and then like, I think a year later I told my mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that happened. And now I know, like now I'm understanding, but I feel like they have kind of like made their appearance, their presence known to me. And ever since then, it's like, I have these experiences in my dreams. They tell me things. They tell me that the timeline has shifted and now we're on this accelerated timeline. Like things, Mm. something has changed and it's very accelerated right now. Moving really fast. Yeah. And I think that's something that needs to shift on earth because I've been hearing and knowing for a while that since like the year 2000, people want to say 2012 for a bit of shock value, but I actually don't think it's 2012. I think it's like 2000 time has been speeding up. And that's why, and look, I was a kid cause I was only four in 20, in 2000. So I can't say that I remember the 1900s, <laughs> the nineties that well, cause I was born in 96, but, and at the end of 96, but it does feel like time is going faster. Like I cannot believe it is mid July, you know? And, and that's because we are on this accelerated timeline now that's insane. And we need to adapt to that because I feel like as a construct, time is no longer working for us. And human, Mm -hmm. the human race has always been something that is a bit slow on the pickup. I mean, I love us. And there's always the ones among (laughs) us that are so quick off the ball, but we take time to do things. And that's why even systems and structures, they take time to fall and they take time to shift and they take time to change. And um, time is definitely on this accelerated loop. And it's, 
it's exciting. I think, I hope it's exciting. It makes me so excited. I get so pumped and I feel like part of that is because like it is raising into the fourth dimension. Like Mm -hmm. there's this, the more that happens, it's like, it makes time almost surreal. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah. Just to go back to, because I just want to talk a little bit more about your experience or that first experience, because I'm guessing there have been many, many more knowing you and knowing what I know about you and the chats we've had before. Um, But I don't think that anyone can understand unless they've had that experience, what it's like to go into, like, it is like an energy coming at you, you know, because you said you turned around and you saw this man and it like freaked you out and you obviously kind of went straight back to earth, straight back home. Right. And (laughs) as, as someone who has also done that both consciously and unconsciously, um, it is very, it's bizarre because it's like, it's not even a bad or good energy. It's just intense. Like I've always, cause I had a, um, a few experiences with the avians. If you don't know the avians, they are essentially a higher dimensional extraterrestrial being. They live, I think it's in the seventh to eighth. I always get eighth for them, but I have to kind of, I think they move around, but they are, um, bird people so they are humanoid but they are bird and so they look like horus you know that's the perfect example horus egypt you got an avian right and so you gotta that's where they got their gods from um but they are incredibly intense energy they come up to you um, you can't see me obviously Lindsay can um but they come right up to your nose and they stare at you and they also because they are bird they constantly you know that feeling of like when you're falling in bed and then you wake up and you start and you're like, Oh, I'm not falling. They constantly do that to me. Um, or they have done that to me to get me out of my body. And it's a bit of a, like, let's go flying. Let's go project. (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm, I'm busy. I'm reading. (laughs) Not now. I'm so bad like that. I'm like, "Mm, I'm lazy. I want to stay on earth today. Um, but there it's just really, intense and even when i went um specifically to their planet or their dimension is it a planet or it's kind of it's a planet but it's in another dimension so we can't see it from our current dimension but as we move up we will slip into the vibration i'm hearing in which we can see it um and i don't mean like next to earth i mean like we can see it through a telescope if you wanted or if you were looking um but it's really like it's like nothing I've ever felt before. It's just so intense. It's like, and to humans, I think it's quite frightening because we don't know how or what or how to deal with it. Like you just don't know how to deal with that foreign energy because we've always been on earth, which I think earth is quite dense. Our energy, I've always found it quite dense. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like when you go into this energy, that's very, um, as you said, like, you know, you said the air was so clean, like it's spiritually charged, it's, it's, it's really, it's a different, it's a different kettle of fish. It really is. It's, it's completely different. Yeah. And it was so weird. Cause it was even like a reason I was so enthralled by staring at this nebula for a while is cause it was like interacting with me. Like it was no, it had a consciousness. Yes, it did. Mm. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you are delightful as fuck. Like <laughs> it was just like, aware that I was observing it and it was like make uh, I don't know it was the most yeah so that was it just the fact that that was my first experience and it was like this giant thing and it's coming towards me and where the hell am I like it's it's uh, unnerving and I think that's quite natural 
Yeah, it really is. Uh, but I was so grateful for it because it was kind of like, okay, we're here. <laughs> like, the spot. Yes. And it was a big one. And I think I needed it to be a big one because there was little clues and little things. And now I can look back and see that they've always been there. Mm-hmm. Like, forever there's reasons for everything why I was drawn to certain things why I loved space as a kid that was my favorite subject why I've always felt that there's a Native American connection with aliens and there is (laughs) oh 100% there is all of the ancient cultures really connected um with the extraterrestrials and extraterrestrial realms like um Atlantis I, I know people who remember Atlantis I do but I I think I remember Lemuria a little bit more, but the thing is, I don't think my soul wants to remember either of this, those times. There's a bit of a block there. Cause I'm like, I reckon I was there around the fall and it was like, not as nice. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, there's a hundred percent, especially I feel like with native cultures, cause you look at indigenous culture here. So um, the Australian Aboriginals or indigenous culture, and then you look at the native Americans who are miles apart and it's not like they had a telephone or skype or zoom to be like what's going on and the stories that they share especially in relation to particular animals like snakes we obviously here in australia the indigenous have the dream time which is where the giant serpent created the world and then you look and you see that reflected maybe not exactly the same and obviously there are many different peoples so they do the stories you vary but there's a clear there's a lot of very clear connections that you're like, how did they, they, they didn't know this, They're, this is something greater speaking to them, channeling through them. And it's, it's really awesome. I know it's, it's so fun. And it makes me so excited to just know that there's so much to learn and to remember that like on a soul level, you can remember these things and know that it's truth. And someone that's like an insatiable learner to know that there's so much more. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I know it's it's brilliant, and I love how um, with extraterrestrial beings, and I don't know if you've felt this too, because I've felt a very clear, like I've seen a really clear surge of this. That as of late, as of the past couple of years, they were always coming through to connect with us, but it's really intensified because they're very invested and curious to see what's happening on the earth plane or schoolroom earth, if you want to call it. I know that there is a channeler who calls it schoolroom earth. And I think it's a really, I can't remember which channeler or so I would totally give her credit. Um, it's, it's really a learning experience and it's a big learning plane and they're very invested to see what happens here. And they also, most of them, like the Pleiadians are a really good example. Obviously we have a lot of connection to the Pleiadians because they seeded us um, which is with the star seeds, or they did seed the majority of us. Not everyone obviously is a Pleiadian as we both have saying that we have connections to Orion, um, but they're really invested and they want to know, and they want things to go well. They don't want things to go badly. They're really rooting for us. And that's something that in times when I can feel this dense energy and I'm kind of petrified, <laughs> I turn to that and I'm like, it's okay. God's protecting us first and foremost. Yeah. And then there are, there are other beings that are looking out for us. We're going to be okay. <laughs> I do that all the time. And it's so cool because lately everything has like even heightened more for me. So, um, you know, we were talking earlier about like weird sleep schedules. <laughs> Yours is weird. Like, you sometimes reply to me at like five o'clock my time, which has <laughs> got to be like three or four in the morning, your time. And I'm like, what are yes, you doing? I, I know like my sleep schedule since like March has been so weird because all night long I'll get woken up with like 
Hey, you need to pray for this. Hey, you need to do this. You need to like, Hey, we need to tell you something. Wake up. Like it's that weird in between state where they need me to be to like tell me something. And then I have to wake up and write it down. Um, but yeah, like waking up and I keep seeing sacred geometry floating Mm -hmm. all around me and it's changing colors and like going small and then big. And then when I'm in that state and it's like, I can see it, I'll like close my eyes and open them. And I see it with my eyes closed still too. It's so weird. And with them open. And when I'm in that state, it's like so much information is coming to me that I think there's no way I'm going to forget it. But what they gave me was like, Hey, this is going to help you get through this, like just through everything. Um, and they basically told me what was going on and how it ends. And I was like, okay, I cannot forget this. I need to remember. But they let me keep that feeling. And so right now, what I always go back to when I start to feel stressed is I know the ending. It's kind of like um, if you were to watch a super intense movie and you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? <laughs> but it's like if you watch that movie and you know how it ends, you can go back and watch that movie again and kind of like, still be like whoa yeah but like there's a sense of peace and knowing how it ends and that it all turns out so just fine like it's okay yeah right and I keep going back to that yeah I know I I go back to it too because I actually um say to the beings that sometimes want to share information sometimes I'm actually like I don't really want to know the end I'm not like you I'm a bit like "Mm, I'm happy to be surprised and I know that sounds a bit silly because time is non-linear. So it's already happened. Right. And that's really important to remember. But sometimes I'm just like, mm, I don't want to know. I just want to, I, I want to go along and learn my lessons because or else I will overthink it. And I know myself and they're yeah. like, I can see like, they're like, all right, Mary Louise or whatever, but they kind of give me this glint. Like I'm proud of you for being self-aware. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I do feel like there's a reason I did forget, but they wanted to kind of show me I feel like and I get to keep you that get the feeling. feeling like I can tell people but like you get it <laughs> you know? I get it because I'm I share it maybe not to that level because again remember Mary Louise is like mm, I don't need to know I know it's going to be fine you've assured me of that <laughs> but um yeah. The interesting thing as well with sacred geometry, and I don't know if you do this, but because you did say that you are aiming to astral project a bit more consciously, um, give yourself a vehicle. And this can go for anyone out there. I will say, though, always call on a being. Um, Archangel Michael is obviously a very popular one. Spirit, your, the thing that people forget as well is that your soul, actually just your soul on its own has is God. So it actually has the power to protect you. But people don't want to, we're not always as humans empowered enough to rely on the power of our soul, which I'm hundred percent guilty of at times as well. And we want like um, a being to come in and protect us, but you can actually turn a geometric symbol into a vehicle, which can take you to places. And that's always been really fun. That is like such a good idea. Like I love that. And I, I can see why that would be so perfect anyways. Um, for a lot of different reasons, for protection, for vibration, for 100%. like safe container, all that. Yeah. Cause when you travel, um, you can, tra- the thing is you can set an intention, but if you're really meant to go somewhere, you don't have to, you're going to go there one way or the other. Um, <laughs> but sometimes like me and going to the Pleiadian healing ships and just, cause I, as you said before, I'm not sleeping either. I got a bed. I reckon at about two. But it's really important to remember that like you can set the intention and you can use a protective shield and that you can go to places that actually revitalize you rather than just 
it's not that going to, you know, other places sometimes can't be revitalizing. It can be draining. It can be not draining. It can be really illuminating, but sometimes you just want to go somewhere and chill and be like, I'm amongst my own people. And especially with the Pleiadians, they are humanoid. They are higher vibration than us, especially there are Pleiadians who exist in the fifth dimension and there are Pleiadians who exist in the seventh. So there's like two groups of them. Um, And they're just really, it's nice sometimes to have um, somewhere to recharge because the truth is we don't, we have the technology on earth to be able to recharge our vibration and our frequency, et cetera. But we, it's not, it's not prevalent in the way that it is in somewhere like the Pleiades, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's, um, even just last night I had an experience with that. Mm. Um, there's a new being that I saw by the way. Vimmi, yeah. Vimmi. <laughs> oh wait, you don't speak Italian. Vimmi means tell me. So if I say it again, <laughs> you know now. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, it was in that in between state again. And this dude again, really tall he had, he was just exuded a green energy. Like I couldn't tell awesome. if his, if his skin was green or if like, it, it was just like he glowed with this green color, but he like was giving it to me and it was healing and rejuvenating. And it was just like, Hey, you're like a new character. After I've never seen that before. As we were talking about before we actually press record, I did say that there was a Syrian being that came in as soon as we got on the phone. Now Syrians, obviously from Sirius, um, Sirius is a very spiritually advanced colony of planets and a galaxy. You'd call it a galaxy, wouldn't you? I would call it a galaxy. Um, And it does tend to bring through from Earth, uh, from Sirius to Earth, a lot of teachers. Um, When you hear, I have particularly, um, she was a a meditation teacher, but she's a lot more than that. And she's brilliant. I'm actually going to have her as a guest one day on my podcast um because she's you know another alien um but she was from Sirius because a lot of teachers come from that realm just because they are very um evolved but we I came Lindsay I called Lindsay and I was like "Mm, there's a little being here from Sirius and they were blue so I see them as blue um but interestingly a different blue because I was actually standing the other day in my friend's house and um I looked up and I saw my like I think it was my Syrian version because obviously we again time is not linear so you're living all your past lives at once you're living all of your other dimensional like it doesn't exist you can just it's just a frequency shift so I looked up and I saw me in like these very light blue robes with this like little thing on my head um yeah and I saw her standing at the end of my friend's table and then I, I like looked and she looked like me like she had nicer hair. I got to give it to her. Like my hair's a bit curly naturally, as you can see right now, but like very long, darker. Um, she was pretty, she was very, um, she wasn't tall as usually they are, but she was taller and she just appeared to me. And then she, um, you know, when you look at something, you can see something perfect, crystal clear, then you look away and then you look back and they're not there anymore. It's the most annoying thing, but always happens. Um, but she was standing at the end of the table looking at me like, mm, I'm watching you. I'm here. To, I'm here to say hi. And then she disappeared. And actually when I called Lindsay, another Syrian being came in and they look similar. They have this like light gray blue energy to me at least. Um, and they have uh, usually something a symbol of some kind on the third eye. And I don't know if that's, or that's what I've seen. Um, 
maybe as well to open the third eye or to enhance it. Um, I don't know, but that's, whereas the Pleiadians I see is more of a deep blue, but I actually haven't seen green, but to me, green is such a healing color. Could even be a um, middle earth person, even though they tend to look a bit different or even a person on the lower earth. I don't know. Check in with yourself. See how that feels. Interesting. Yeah. So as you're describing that, um, I can't like every night I'm telling you, I keep having these experiences and the previous night it was, um, and you'll have to let me know because I saw this person's face in detail. This, I call them people. Mm. <laughs> I kind of feel like <laughs> they are. They're just different yeah. types of people. <laughs> They're peoples. Um, yeah. And he, like I, um, yeah, it was male. Yeah. in vivid detail and it was almost like, like right there. And he reached his hand out and like touched me right here in my third, in third eye. eye. Yeah. Yes. And like he had, um, I could just see his facial features so perfectly like this big bigger elongated head and then the high cheekbones and then his chin just like I remember the shape of his chin and there was like this I don't know like it kind of came up and out a little bit Mm. and um a bit like an elf but yeah he had that same skin color that you just described like this light blue gray color Mm, we love a (laughs) Syrian yeah it's so I don't know. It's cool. Cause it's always just like, Hey, thanks for showing up. Cause like I go to bed with these intentions of like, pay me a visit. You know, that's, it's always Good fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Let's get back usually, to yours. <laughs> yeah. And it's so rejuvenating too. Like, like you said, it's, um, there's something about it and it just makes me so happy and I wake up feeling so much more refreshed and more like, I just feel good. It's so it's yeah. very, it's very um, soothing. And it's funny because you would think that those experiences would take you out of your body, obviously, and make you not grounded. But I actually feel like sometimes they do that, but most of the time they have quite a grounding effect on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always really nice because I don't know about you, but I'm always halfway off the planet. So I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. it, takes a, <laughs> it takes me a lot to get grounded, but um no, it's, it's really fascinating as well. And I always like, I don't know, as an eternal wanderer, which I feel like we both are, um, I, there's something cool about thinking about how just we're incredibly a, fortunate to have these experiences, but also that there's this whole galactic world that just most, most people on earth are not consciously aware of. And it's really good as well because a lot of people are becoming very aware as, you know, beings reach out. And the thing is, they're not all like crazy looking green beings, you know, they're just humanoid or they're, they're just people living their lives on other planets. And like, it's really cool to see that becoming bigger. Like I know it's always been big, but it's becoming, I feel like it's really accelerated. In the oh last yeah. Bit. And I'm so excited because I know uh, like just seeing that even lately there's so much of their presence everywhere. People videotaping the ships and everything and it's um even the governments are starting to come out with it more and more yeah um, the cia released like, some files didn't it saying that yeah yes. yeah and i think they're coming and they're i think that's a lot of them are going to come to individual people too just kind of mm. like give them these experiences and warm them up more and more um do you think that they'll ever land on earth or do you think that it will just always be? Cause I always personally think it will be less landing. I don't ever think there'll be necessarily full disclosure, but I think that more and more just everyone will have these experiences where they 
travel and they inter travel and they, you know, have this galactic awareness because that's the truth here. We are, we have a right to being galactic beings. You know, that third eye is very powerful and it goes through to the pituitary gland at the pineal gland. Oh my God. I always get those two messed up. Don't even, (laughs) I'm sorry if I've gotten it wrong. Um, But it gives us this, because I've listened to interviews with people and the thing is like, I'm a healthy skeptic. I'll believe, but it has to sit right with me, which mm-hmm. I think is, I'm very discerning, which I love about myself. And I think critically, I don't, I question everything. I question everything. <laughs> Even my guides, I'm like, mm, but are you right? And they're like, mm, you need to trust us. And I'm like, mm, I'm Italian. We're suspicious. Um, no, uh, but there is this kind of hum of like, we need to, embrace this wider birthright that we have to be connected at this huge level. But at the same time, I don't know if we'll ever be something that's recognized fully on this physical plane. I think it's going to be something that's, as you said, like this really individual thing where they come to people. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I've been, so I've been really researching and listening to people like David Wilcock yeah, I know David. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't stop. He's fascinating, and his YouTube channel too. Like all his newer stuff, I could mm. just listen to him all day. Gaia um, is life. There's this uh, this great awakening map that I have that this person that put together. It's super fascinating and intricate. All this stuff on there. It's really interesting and fascinating, and it's just stuff I want to look into. But like the whole idea of like our. Um, our galaxy moving through space and kind of like having this solar flash experience that raises the vibration of like every living being on the planet and all that. I think when those types of things happen, that it's more of a possibility of more of a full on thing uh, happening, like a full on landing or something. I don't know, but they have have come here. There's like, yeah those sort of examples they're everywhere you just have to look hard enough yes and in uh, italy in the 50s those really tall human looking people they're just really massive tall people that landed for like they hung out with like a bunch of people it was like over 100 people and for i don't even know how long but oh yeah um, you 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 don't have to look very hard to see people's experiences with extraterrestrial beings and almost like not men in black but like this kind of men in black vibe where there is actually this ongoing understanding at the governmental level, which we don't know one way or the other f- for sure. I have my own yeah. beliefs. I'm sure you have mine. Oh yeah, for sure. They <laughs> uh, <know it>. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's really interesting to bring up this kind of that solar flash, which obviously is happening at a extraterrestrial level. I actually have a question I'll ask you in a second, just out of curiosity, which is a bit to do with astrology, but um, it's really fascinating as well when you say everything is stepping up in its vibration and its consciousness, I actually see that even with, I know this is going to sound a bit weird, but with technology. And I don't just mean like technology advancing. I mean that it's almost like humans can be very in control of technology through kind of at a telepathic level. Um, And that's not down to being human. That's down to the power of our soul. And yeah. so I think it's really interesting because if you actually listen to a lot of people like David Wilcock and people who have had interactions with um, extraterrestrial beings of any kind, they say that they usually can start spaceships with their mind. And that's a yeah. big thing. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me as well as it's like we're stepping up to embody our power 
and this is very out there. So if you don't want to believe this listening, you do not have to, this is just stuff information that I've come across and it's interesting. Um, but it's really interesting because I'm seeing that and just with nature, but nature always steps up flawlessly. Doesn't she? She's, she's brilliant. But um, my other little weird question, just because I have a question because I have you there and we're talking about weird things anyway. Um, there has been a lot of extraterrestrial stuff that's come through surrounding the influence of the moon. Now, as a cancer, you already know a hell of a lot about the influence of the moon. Yes. And I feel like in some ways you're a little bit like the moon yourself. Yeah, there's always more to it than meets the eye that you have no idea about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting because I was, on a few occasions I've actually listened to channelers who have talked about um, extraterrestrial planets or um, de- you know solar systems that have actually gotten rid of their moon because it influenced them too heavily do you think what do you think about like that does that intrigue you like it intrigues me yeah I think it's definitely interesting and it would be like I can't imagine just the influence of the moon and that what it has on the earth and on our bodies and all that and like because it wouldn't it, like screw up our periods for lack of like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just the base have, level like i can't even imagine how that would affect things like oceans would be still things mm-hmm. like that like imagine that or like yes yeah, so many of our cycles and um just even just like not- my nonna plants things because obviously they live um you know like all good italians they have a big garden um she plants things by the moon by the moon exactly, cycles yeah. yeah yeah she does yeah even on my calendar, it's like the moon is here. So it's a good planting day or it's a good harvesting day. And there's certain flowers that don't even bloom until they feel the moonlight. Like there's so much influence that it has. And I love it. Like it's mm. beautiful. I love the moon, but that all of it is just fascinating. Everything that I learn about it. Um, it's, I don't know. It's to fascinating. Me, I yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there's something about it that is very like an energetic protection to the earth even um just because of protective nature nature of cancers and like mm-hmm. shielding what they love the shell. you know the shell yes. yeah and it is cancer season so happy birthday it should be <laughs> my birthday soon. is actually on saturday yeah i'll have to remember yeah. that because i was like mm, I, even when i was like scheduling this i was like oh her birthday's got to be soon she's cancer <laughs> when's this happening <laughs> I got to say, cancers are one of my favorite signs. Same goes for cancer moons, cancers and cancer moons. Mm -hmm. You're just beautiful, nurturing people. And as, yeah, as someone who's an automatic nurturer. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) It's me. It's all to do with me. Um, But I just love um, cancer energy. It's so many people like, oh, you're going to spend a whole season crying. I'm like, no, I'm spending, because especially cancer it depends what you look at, but some people associate the, uh, the high priestess with cancer. So I do, but some people also associate the moon with cancer. And I kind of think they're a bit of both Pisces cancer go between traditionally. I believe that it's the moon is Pisces and cancer is the high priestess, which fits yeah. because everyone goes on about the high pre- uh, the Pisces being the most intuitive of the chart. I think it's nonsense. Sorry. Just to, just to put my <laughs> influence on it. I reckon cancers and Scorpios leave, you know, Pisces in the in the dirt. Pisces are so like romantic and like dreamy, and that gives them this great portal into intuition and into the psychic realm. But I just think that Cancers and especially Scorpios, it's like they just know it. Just know it. Oh yeah. Maybe it's just waters that I'm being. A, I'm a Pisces hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I know I, I'm trying to love Pisces, but I find it hard um, just because of experiences. It's that one person that like detrimentally kills your. Oh, Virgo is that? Yeah. yeah, I love, love that. Virgo love. men. I have the hardest time with Virgo men. Virgo <laughs> women, best friend. Yeah. But Virgo men, oh man, they can like set me off. There's something about them that just like I cannot. It's hard. <laughs> I get. I love it. it. It makes me feel better about my Pisces vibe. <laughs> um. But it's, it's just really fascinating to see what generally goes on to happen. And just with that moon thing, I don't, I don't see us doing that here on earth, to be honest. And I think that, I think that getting like, as they said in this galaxy, they were like getting rid of the moon because it influences. But at the same time, it brings and illuminates things for you and you have to sit with your pain. You have to bring things up. They have to come up. Exactly. It's like the tides, like it all comes rushing up, rushing forwards and it has to be dealt with. And I think it really goes like with what you're talking about of people having to own their, like their power and their potential and like who they truly are. Like, yeah, I just feel like that really ties into cancer energy because it's all about recognizing just who you are. Like you're coming home to yourself, which who you are. And then it helps you to recognize your worth and um that you can do like so much it's that cancer capricorn dynamic their sister signs Mm -hmm. and so it's like you have to feel this sense of knowing who you are and like owning it and that's very much a cancer energy 100 percent. and it's really as well quite beautiful to me in a way i've just thought about this now you know we have gemini season which is mental in a lot of ways. And I don't just mean mental as in crazy, even though that's, is, but it's, it's a mental, you know, the air signs are all associated with the powers of the mind. But I love how in cancer season, as you said, you come home to yourself a little bit, you know, you, you kind of go into your shell and you kind of, which is literal for me because I'm locked down. Mm-hmm. Um, kill me. Um, sorry, cancel, clear, delete. Um, but you come home to yourself and then Leo season, which obviously cancer season is followed by kind of, goes all right you've come home to yourself now let's go out let's be big yeah. let's be bold and i i really love just like the divine synchronicity of the universe that's what it is at core isn't it <laughs> yeah and that's exactly like yeah i have that cancer energy and then my mars and venus in leo with my mid heaven in leo too and that's that's what i try to do with yeah like my astrology readings is i try to get people to recognize this is who you are. You were born this way, infused with this energy for a reason. Now, like, go out and do something own it. with it. Like, yeah. own who you are and, like, light up the world the way that you came here to do because you did. You came here to do Beautiful. something. Here's your imprint and, um, yeah, everything that you're drawn to, everything you want to do, it's all for a reason. And go out and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this stuff. Be, be a Leo. Be bold. Go out there. Do it. No, that's, it's really interesting. And I love, I love your take on astrology because it's just, it, you know, this stuff comes up for us to just gain that better awareness and understanding of ourselves and our gifts. And it's awesome. It's very, yeah. very, very cool. Okay. Well, I just want to, first of all, say thank you so much to Lindsay for being here because this has been a really cool chat and I hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Thank yeah, I know. No, 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 I know we love anything to talk about aliens. That's, that's who we are. We're aliens. And um, if you want to get a reading, I will put all of Lindsay's information in the descriptor. She's on Instagram as Mystic Linz, and she has birth chart readings, and they're amazing. And I would 100% recommend any reading is kind of 
awesome. But a birth chart reading is something that you do to help yourself ultimately prosper. They are really just very helpful. So I'd 100% go check her out, go follow her. She's awesome. She's very, very bright and she's a bright star and I can't wait to see what she does next. So I just want to let people know, like currently I'm just having a summer break with my family and enjoying, but um, on my website, which is mysticlins.com, lins with a Z, L-I-N-Z, and um, you can sign up for my newsletter, which is where I'm going to kind of let everyone know when I'm taking clients again. Um, just so people know about that. Beautiful. I'm glad. No, that's, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. I love a summer break. How deluxe. I'm so jealous of summer. It really upsets me that in half the world, I'm not a summer baby because to me, I've always so identified I am a summer baby because I'm in December, but I'm winter. I'm winter to you guys. (laughs) I know it's so weird. I know it is bizarre. Because we're both, it's like, yeah, we're both summer babies. Yeah, even though we're at the opposite ends of the year. Um, yeah, you're a winter baby here. Sorry. Yeah, that's so, like, so interesting. <laughs> I have to visit Australia one day. I've always wanted to. It's 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 interesting. I don't know. I think as Australians, we're inclined to think our country is really boring, but I don't think it is. I think we're just being little little meanies. Anyway. All right. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this chat. Let me know. You're always welcome to message me or anything. Thank you for being here and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.